strength It's a sword of power Sword is power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super! Jeremy took a trip to the big bird store to check out all the exotic and delightful birds, when suddenly a pterodactyl swooped him up in its unforgiving claws. Will Jeremy be back? Will the pterodactyl have a double J lunch? Find out this week on Ballin' Out Super! Man, I really miss Jeremy. It was very scary when that bird scooped him up. <laughs> The big birds are returning. Jeremy is the virus. <laughs> Nature is healing. It's grilling. <laughs> I'm let, let's bring in the show. We're doing oh, things okay. correct this week. Wow. Hey everybody and welcome back for another episode of Ballin' Out. Super Super. That's right. I'm your host. I'm Alex Patak. I've always been the host. <laughs> There has never been any other order. I'm here with my yeah. usual co-host, Katie Rose Leon. Man, R.I.P. Jeremy Hammond. But, you know, you left the show in the two comic reliefs hands, and we're, we're doing so well. Teacher's going to love what we did while they were gone. It's a bulk and skull show now, bitch. <laughs> it's nothing but underhanded mischief. and of course uh returning co-host uh jake flores welcome back to the show hi i'm back to the show i'm jakey rose flores every week it's time that we finally bring this out in the open i am not the same person as jake flores he's not me he's not a tyler durton situation yeah (laughs) turns out I I am Katie's uh, liver. I'm just writing poetry in a warehouse about that right now. I am Katie's <laughs> furious stomach. <laughs> yeah, I am. Some Katie. of those never didn't really like make a lot of sense, but they like flashed on the screen too quick for you to really get caught up in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am Katie's well, this regretful is the- kidneys. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z podcast, though, we could imagine that we like did the fusion dance and stuff, right? And now we've yeah. it. you have blue hair now. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I just really <laughs> want to make sure everyone knows that I'm I'm above it all because I'm a super Saiyan god. <laughs> Katie, was um, your hair blue last week? No, this happened like a day, two days ago. We were a character called JD and then another one called K- Cake. Which one's the fat one? Cake. Cake is the fat one. Cake Use your brain fa- for five fucking seconds. I'm sorry. Everyone knows cake is the fat one and JD is the old one because it sounds like a transatlantic name. My old JD friend JD from down in Bowery Ballroom. Have you two ever been on a pod at the same time before? Not our podcast. I feel like we did a long time ago. Yeah. Like the first time I ever did this. And then after that, it was just this weird shit where. Well, you kept getting booked to replace me on days I had to bail. And then 
they convinced you that I was mad at you. <laughs> I had to reassure you that I wasn't. Yeah, well, I know. It? <laughs> I, I, I started to believe it after a while, and I was no. like, wait, what did I do? Did I make fun of her blue hair? Part of the responsibility of being a host is playing people off of each other and managing your human assets. <laughs> yeah. Like a That's fucking psycho. With you and, with you and J- Cakey. Cakey mm. Flores. Cakey uh, Flores. It's like a comic relief character because he's fat. You have to say it at the same time. Oh, One, that... two, three. Uh, I'm Cakey. Cakey. <laughs> I can't do it. Landmark also, Zoom, Zoom can't handle it. It's like crashing as no, we're doing it. No, it sounded good. I thought it sounded really good. Yeah, you think Cakey's got to have a merch possibility here? Yeah. Something, something. Merchandising opportunity. Sticker or something. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. have to do the entire recap in tandem, and then I think we're ready to go. <laughs> there was so Jake, you have not seen Dragon Ball Z Kai before. That is correct. Oh, I was really confused because I've seen Dragon Ball Z, and then you like told me to watch this thing, and it's got like a different intro, but it's this episode I've seen before, but with like different voices. What can you just do that to a show? Explain. Explain. What it's you, like you've had Coca-Cola, but you've never had Coca-Cola Classic. Yeah. Two completely <laughs> distinct tastes. Um, so Dragon Ball Z Kai is a re-edit to make the wonderful, opulent story of Dragon Ball Z um, move faster without hours of people just breathing. Really? Yeah. Although this episode, I mean, we'll get into it later, but there is some real uh, Dragon Ball classic bullshit in this. <laughs> yeah, the boys were back on back on their bullshit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to imagine how much more bullshit there was before this expedited process. That's true. It's this probably like a, a whole have, thing like- where Goku, Goku <laughs> just found out about Mormons and was like, they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole side episode where he just like found out the Bernstein Bears thing and he just wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Goku's Wait, are a- the bears supposed to be Jewish? I'm Goku. <laughs> a lot of my Goku impression is reliant on saying I'm Goku at the end. Otherwise, it doesn't really sound like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a dumb guy. He would have enjoyed the Bernstein thing a lot. That's a thing that made dumb guys think that they discovered like the secrets to the universe. Yeah, you don't think there's anything to it—the controversy of the multiple spellings of Berenstein Bears. Yeah. So, what's your theory on this? That we all just remember it wrong? What are you saying? Oh, you're asking me what I think of it? No, I I remember the whole thing. Like, it's confusing because there's multiple spellings, but like, uh, had something to do with like their family history or some shit. And then you know, it like, the Mandela effect thing. This is terrible podcasting. Cut this out, Alex. You know what it's Put like. It you know what it's all like, though, Jake. In what? a way, is um, when like uh, a family-owned business has has a feud or there's a divorce at the top. Oh no! Your mic is. Your mic. Do you have a different cord, friend? Yeah, I guess. All right, hold on. Yeah. It's going great. <laughs> And now it's Alex's dick. Mm. Hey everyone, it's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, okay, I've switched my microphone cord. 
from a normal size cord to like a 15 foot long cord. Well, so at least it's not crackling it's, and cutting out. So nobody yeah. run by my setup right now because you will trip. But you could get up and run around the room like a, you're podcasting like you're in Coheed and Cambria. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's something to explore. Oh. Coheed, Cambria. Where do they begin? Where do we end? I, aren't they a band with a lot of lore? I don't really. They have a whole comic book series that you're supposed mm-hmm. to follow along with. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh my as, God. As we've heavily covered on this show. Katie, you can't just <laughs> dom the podcast like this. I'm doming the podcast out. I've tactically brought up Coheed and Cambria as a as a polite way to start the discourse, only to find I'm the only one who knows of their extensive lore. Yeah, sorry, babe. Well, I guess we'll put that one back in the pile. We have Andrew Durso coming on the bonus, so maybe he'll know something about... I'm sure he has a whole dissertation on that. <laughs> I just remember I... that they were fat guys with big beards that like like cartoon cavemen but then they have very high voices mm. you were also supposed to read the comic books that right. much information all up front as like what a band is uh, i remember throwing that across the room no, 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 no i'm not getting into this too much fucking time yeah you're supposed to read the comic books and also that's one of the themes but the other theme is that they're all santa each one of them is a different santa but instead of presents every year he brings the rock mm okay okay and so and so christmas morning your kids come down the stairs hey kids gather around the tree what's there we got some good stuff for you this year i hope i hope you got what you're looking for oh what's that it's a nine minute progressive rock track (laughs) yeah sounds like a very divorced christmas Why would Santa would he likes Christmas music? He has his own genre of music. It doesn't make any sense that he's into like long. Well, but he would also. Uh, this is kind of like an alternate take. It's like Man in the High Tower is Coheed and Cambria. It's Santa, Santa Prague, in space. Santa, yeah, yeah, Prague Santa. What if Santa was like? I don't think I could be any more clear about what I'm saying here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I follow you. I just needed to talk it out with you. Okay, good. Because this will come up again when I have someone to back me up on this because I don't know enough to carry a coheed conversation. Yeah, why did you bring him up when (laughs) nobody I thought it was really going to take off, Katie. (laughs) I thought I was going to just mention it and you were all going to drop whatever you were holding, clattering to the ground. It's a weird cut, dude. I don't... As we all scramble to fill in our coheed lore. God damn it. trying to shut you down. I just have nothing to say. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, what's going on with you this week, Katie? Tell us of your stories. Um, I had an emotionally taxing week, so I dyed my hair as a futile attempt to control something. And it went okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. It's a renegade cut. Can we describe it for the listeners real quick? You just oh. call haircut a renegade cut? It's just that I put my mullet up in a ponytail. That's all this this is. <laughs> right. It, ev- it evades any attempt at hierarchy or the law. Yeah. Uh, I'm just on my own tip here. <laughs> it's like you have two haircuts that did the fusion dance together to make this haircut. 
Yeah, I'm like straightforward. I got the gay bowl <laughs> cut, but from the side, we got a whole other situation. The mullet um, was invented when a businessman and a party animal did the fusion dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it takes them so long to master that dance with their different personalities. Yeah. I've been gaming. Oh, okay. This is what's up with me. So I am living in a weird housing situation where, uh, for those who've been following the show long term, uh, there was a shooting at my apartment like six months ago, which involved my landlord. He went to jail. Uh, and now his wife is trying to sell our building without resigning a lease. But then we found out that her name isn't on the house so we uh this fucking real estate agent kept trying to bring people into our house uh during quarantine you know my roommate has crohn's and i have asthma so i'm like haha no mm-hmm. and uh yeah and it turns out they legally can't even do that so it's just been real fun just like wait so who owns house. the house if the your guy- landlord doesn't own it is it just the people's house now or what my landlord owns it. He uh, is in jail. Oh, it's his <laughs> wife's name is not on it. Yeah. Yes. I thought maybe this was like a crazy, like, no one owns this house. Nope. <laughs> it's cool that he owns it from jail, though. Yeah. That's weird. Um, so it's That's been amazing. cute. And so kind of the final straw where we decided to, like, figure out what was really going on is they just showed up to her house and brought these prospective people to buy the house into our home without much of a heads up and it was like such a stereotypical like white yuppie like long island uh construction couple they're like oh look Mm -hmm. at the skylight and then they kept looking at us and being like sorry for disrupting whatever you're doing and i'm like i'm working (laughs) like i'm like have my pens out everywhere it was just so fucking maddening and i'm like they turned to the realtor and they're like does the house make you like this Kinda. Is it an alternative home? Oh, and also the the real estate guy got real pissed because we were like, yeah, there's all sorts of leaks in the roof. So if you buy this, please fix this. And they're like, since when? And we have like a literal tarp hanging up with like a bucket (laughs) under it. And we're like, (laughs) Jake can relate to that. Yeah, you're a real tarp, baby. You know about tarps. I'm a bucket boy. (laughs) I can't tell... I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was looking at houses in Bushwick, we checked in one. We only looked at like three. And the first one we went to, there's a girl there. And she's like, last night, men crawled in through the window and tried to steal my things. And we had, we had the nice acidic realtor who was like, oh, really interesting. And then he like forces us out. And the second we're out of the door, he just turns to us and goes, she's on drugs. You can't trust her. And then we <laughs> never talked about it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's like what was happening is like we kept being like, yeah, no, we've actually reported it a bunch. And the real estate guy was like, oh, it's not that bad. We're, you guys don't mind. You know, we're like, <laughs> get out of our home. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jake, is there any exciting developments on your house situation? Um, uh, we got air conditioning. Woo! Two years of like not having air conditioning because I had a fight with the landlord, you know, landlords as we've discussed bad people <laughs> you've discussed this yes yeah yeah no nah, man it's been like 100 degrees in here for the last two years straight like <laughs> half the year and uh it's been like illegal to fix it it was really fucked up 
and uh, it's really cheap in here because it's a garbage can. So that's just kind of where I've been living. And then finally this year, I figured out a way, basically, legally, all this is, you know, fake, by the way, parody, whatever, case. <laughs> but like legally, like if I installed like an industrial sized AC to cool a loft, which was what this place would need, then uh, I get evicted for like changing the apartment, like doing edits to it or whatever the fuck it's called, you know, modifications. Right. And uh, so I was going to do that and then I couldn't. And then I figured out basically that what you can do in this situation, since in New York, it's legal, like a landlord doesn't have any say over whether you can put a window unit in. Mm. It's, that's like a personal, that's what makes it a personal AC, right? So I had to go on the internet and find the largest window unit, like legally. <laughs> so it's like a big screen. <laughs> this giant piece of shit like two ton like window unit and then like fucking figure out how to put it into this huge ass window and i did it baby now it feels like a regular home in here hell yeah is it like enormous i don't even know how like i didn't know your windows opened yeah no no it's crazy (laughs) i mean we had to like figure figure out a way to like you know bash shit out and like build a frame for it and stuff because it's not like a normal like a little you know like a little dinky like thing you put in your fucking bedroom in your apartment in new york that just fits into the window no it was it's like the size of a fucking school bus but it's like a window unit it would be like if i had like a industrial refrigerator or something in my apartment have you like considered a huge toaster like something like that you know did you consider a transformer option because then when the government comes to take your your air conditioner it could just turn into a man and walk away yeah it could turn into a man and intimidate the police officer or the government i think that would be very cool transformers or obey the law okay what about this idea um industrial air conditioner unit that transforms but only into a car so it's an air conditioner or (laughs) full-size car in your house yeah that'd be fucking cool you're like like, no air (laughs) No air conditioner here, just my Lamborghini that I they, park they inside storm my storm the home. building and they're just like, where's that? When did you get this Toyota? Why is that in your living room? It's just hanging out of my window. You're like, this is a this car is showroom. This is a Planet Hollywood restaurant. You can see by the car halfway through the wall. It's closed. Get the fuck out. What's very interesting is the incredibly in-depth lore behind this transforming car air conditioner having to flee its home planet when the Decepticons took power. The HVAC planet. It it HVAC-uated. Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm on fire. This is a good podcast. This is a good podcast. (laughs) This is probably one of our better episodes, I think. Everyone yeah, is I'm- on it today. Everyone has working microphones. <laughs> Alex, I'm God, sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. You know, don't it's be been sorry. Hard. Be be dynamic. Live dangerously. Ooh. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. All I have to talk about is trying to be forced out for gentrification. And uh, we already <laughs> talked about Cobra Kai on here. So I hate to go back to that well, although that is what me and Katie have been texting about this week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, because you, inc- you you had some stuff to say, and then I started to watch it, and um, I have... It's interesting how clearly the original pitch for the show is like, what if we went back 
to Karate Kid, but then we tell the story of Cobra Kai, and it's kind of like a bad news bears type of thing. And they're like, yeah, that sounds really funny and cool. And then Ralph Macchio found out about it, and he's like, also, what if it's about how I'm great? And it just totally loses its vision. How it's fucking, fucking big psycho. my house is now. Yeah, it sucks. From the so, lessons like, I've learned in the Karate Kid franchise. I am so compelled by how bad it is. It like makes no fucking sense. It's just unreal. Honestly, like, it's it's a about how Ralph. Show, but you're gonna get to the end of the second season and be like, I think karate is important. I don't. I have mostly, mostly it's like I'm fascinated by how it's trying to paint certain people as like good. And I'm just like, these people suck. Like his daughter is supposed to be well-intentioned, but she's like a rich brat who gets everything she wants. And she's like, I don't understand why you would be poor. Just come live with me. Like, it's just weird really shit. really good at karate and that's redeeming for her. And I'm pretty sure his wife is fucking someone else. That's the only way you could, like, put up with all that, like, baby-ass martial arts bullshit, right? Like, she has to be having an affair with somebody. Well, she should be, but instead she's just badly written is what you're <laughs> detecting. Because <laughs> you're like, why would you just be so not present in any of these conversations unless She's, you're fucking someone else? But it's just because somebody's like, and then the wife does some wife stuff. Well, and it's like clearly, yeah, once again, the perspective is so fucking warped because it'll be like a bunch of kids having a party at their house without their permission. And then, you know, they get in trouble. Makes sense. And then she says to her husband, I can't believe you embarrassed her daughter like that. And he's just like, you're right. I overreacted. And I'm like, what? No, that's no. There are a totally teenagers drinking in your pool. Yeah. You're going to jail. Normal reaction. Also, you can just kick. But if you're a bad teenager, you can be an adult man and kick them in the face. So, like, I don't get the yeah. rules of it at all. The and I'm watching it because we're way. hitting, like, month six of whatever of our, our living inside. And my brain is soup. And I... Yeah have played every JRPG and I'm going crazy. Flex, yeah. Flex. Flex. <laughs> what JRPGs have you played? Uh, question. Right now I am playing Rune Factory 4, which is Harvest Moon's people, which is a farming game. They're like, what if we made a farming game that's also a JRPG? So there's elements where you have to farm and care for animals, but also you get a sword and you fight things. What's and the, then... Like, what's the best game? Because that doesn't sound... I hate the farming thing. I oh, I love it. I need everything. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the games you play are bad. Well, yeah. they're not, and maybe you're bad. So how about that? Nah, that can't be. I'm it. sorry, I'm not playing a digital card game that mimics what a real life card game might be like if you were allowed to be around people. It, it mimics <laughs> what a real life card game would be like, but with none of the talking, which I hate. <laughs> Let's just play the cards. Shut up and duel. D -d -d duel. I I also yeah. Similarly, I was playing Secure Wars at my partner's house, which is. A game where you date girls and it makes them better at fighting robots, and then like in you fight. Real life. Uh, now we're talking. Fight the robots. <laughs> Have you ever uh, dated a girl and then she gets better at fighting from from dating you? This is an uh, open question to anyone. 
It also, it teaches you to be a sociopath because you need to flirt with all of them to get them all really good at robots. So you're just like, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear, baby. That's how how dating in every video game works, though. If someone gets better at dating from fighting you, they should call the cops. Yeah, this is true. Well, usually you, you only improve through trial by fire, and that's never good to have in a sexual relationship. Yeah trial by fire i don't know why i've been talking about my ac this whole time you know it just occurred to me i have shit like that's on brand for your podcast that oh, I, I would love to hear that yeah we would love to hear about that jake i don't know why i didn't even think about this i was like uh, <laughs> air conditioner, air conditioner. i've been watching anime what the fuck am i doing i've been watching what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i don't know we went long on this part so we could cut out all the other part it's fine i've, <laughs> I've been watching doro hidoro with the oh okay i haven't watched wife, it because i don't like the animation style but the designs of everything's cool i i saw the trailer and i was like this is a show for boys and i love it and Alyssa, who has been surgically attached to my hip for the last six months was there and she's like it's ugly i don't like it and so i have not had the pleasure but oh. now she's back at work so it might be time for doro to come hey doro it's very violent and it's also kind of like part anime part 3d which i think threw a lot of people yeah it's ugly like, yeah, <laughs> the, the visual thing throws people off i kind of like it but I, yeah, I get it but it is very violent and it's very confusing i've been watching it for five episodes and i don't really understand what's happening but it's like really pretty and everyone's like what is the story is it like animorphs it's like there's this guy with a crocodile head and then he's got this friend who's like this chef and they're pals and they're kind of in love and you can't really tell of course he's but you find out he's cursed to have this crocodile head because he's like in this cyberpunk wizard universe and he keeps running around and what he does is he if he finds you and you're a sorcerer he like bites you with the head and then your head is inside of his crocodile head and then there's a little wizard in his crocodile head and then he pulls you out and he goes what did the guy say what did the guy say because that's the only way he can talk to the guy who's in his own head and he's like, uh, he's trying to figure out how to uncrocodile his head, I guess. <laughs> okay, I have a question. I have a question. So, the part where his head shrooms? is a crocodile's head. There are mushrooms. When it bites you, doesn't it apply by normal crocodile rules where you've been bitten by a crocodile? How are you leaving after? And I think he just does about stuff. Continue to eat you because, like, it is super violent. Like people get killed with hammers and shit. There's blood everywhere and stuff. Oh, no. But there's also magic. So I think that's like part of it. Like there's like an evil guy who's trying to track down and kill crocodile guy because like crocodile guy kills sorcerers or something. And like right. the evil guy, his power is he can hit you with magic that turns you into mushrooms. You just fall apart and then you're a million mushrooms. And he reveals oh, this no. after he's invited everyone to have an evil meeting at his restaurant that he owns and they all realize they're eating mushrooms and they're like, oh my god, we're eating people. It's pretty cool. Doesn't that power sound like what someone who has never done mushrooms assumes doing mushrooms is like? Yeah. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I take, I'm just a pile of mushrooms now. (laughs) Oh, I'm so high. It's like I'm mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. put that in the show. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that you would have mushroom-based hallucinations from doing it. it's pretty yeah it's pretty dumb 
but it sounds good. I'll watch it based on your recommendation. I'm yeah, interested. me too. Okay. I have no idea what's happening, though. It's very hard to follow. That's like that most anime. <laughs> sounds even better. I am out of anime to watch almost. Uh, I watched the Goblin Slayer movie, Ew. which they put out. And, uh, oh, fashy. <laughs> it's still extremely fascist for reasons I talked about on that one episode behind the paywall. But um, the, the main thing that really sticks to me and I guess content warning for this, but it is the big problem with the show is that it's premised on the fact that this guy has to kill all the goblins because goblins can't stop raping human women. Oh, but also the goblins are two feet tall and it doesn't make any sense why they do that. It would be like if they're on the dating apps and they're like two feet tall, if it matters, (laughs) (laughs) two feet tall, you know, well, I, I mean, we've seen goblins in real life. They're very upset at women, and they're not his father or his boss and or God. This so. is not God. Yeah. You think you're God? You're just an angry man in a suit of armor. <laughs> um, no, they can't stop trying to have sex with human women, and it it's like essentially the same if, like, gibbons were a problem that way because they're not even – sort of the same species i don't know it bothers me it seems very forced and with very heavy racist undertones of my way yeah it doesn't sound good i'm gonna put just put that out there (laughs) so my review for that one is i don't know about it (laughs) i don't know about it check it it out if you were sold before because it's more of the the goblin slaying you love it's funny how much anime is so fucked up like that and people who only watch anime will do go do weird backflips to be like, yeah, it's fucked up, but you know, still six out of ten. Like, it's actually <laughs> a beautiful story in a way. If you yeah, look at the intellectual tradition. <laughs> the goblins represent the the west or something. oh i've watched some of vinland saga some more of that have we talked about that on here it's well jeremy every week is laid out the fact that we cannot talk about vinland saga so we might as well get into it now that he's gone and then we oh. have to start a dragon ball recap because oh, i was just gonna say it's fucking oh, weird deep. it's Both. fucking weird because it's 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 a viking it's a viking anime like a historical nice. viking anime and i just them like why <laughs> all right guys right Uh, probably i mean (laughs) do they kill christians they kill each other there are no christians so far oh wow there must be valhalla that's a little joke for the viking listeners out there (laughs) but um yeah i'm super into vikings myself um and i like it when they do their old timey shit like i watched all the vikings on the history channel one of my top recommendations of all time, Vikings on History Channel. It's like if Warcraft the movie was a TV show. Wow, that sentence makes me want to slit my throat. Let's get into <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. Here's a recap of Dragon Ball Z Kai episode 32. Break it down, sister. The title? is the star player appears Ginyu versus Goku little alliteration up top Ginyu versus that's some good uh, sports terminology the star player 
Yeah, goal. You know, goal. so I mentioned this earlier, but there's a lot of kind of classic Dragon Ball bullshit that's largely been edited out of Kai that shows up here. Mostly people talking incredibly fast with too much information. Well, I do like that. I'm glad they brought it back. Yeah, nothing but the classics. Jake, how did it feel to be dropped into the middle of this episode? Well, it was weird because I didn't understand if it was Dragon Ball Z or not Dragon Ball Z, but... Uh, I do really like the Ginyu Force. I think that I enjoyed the Namek Saga a lot the first time I watched this when I was a young child. And uh, the they were real fun. And I I like... I was a little thrown off because I thought, isn't the red guy supposed to be British in the original dub or something? No, he's, he's Austra- Australian. That's what it is. Yeah, he's a weird Australian guy. I didn't like him not being Australian. But I, you know... Captain Ginyu, he's fun. The poses, they're cool. It made me, you know what it made me do? It made me want to buy, uh, I made me want to play a, a fucking Dragon Ball video game. And I went and I looked online and it's fucking Fighter Z is like $8 right now. For some reason, it's like they cut it down to like 80%. Well, because so, it's oh. all that DLC you got to get. Oh, <laughs> what that, is it? Coheed like, and Cambria Christmas already? But yeah, no, Fighter Z is the only good Dragon Ball game. So that's the really, one you can, yeah, they're all garbage besides that freemium fucking thing ah. it's not freemium it's you'll get the whole game for eight dollars they've just added like another 12 guys you can play as i see okay so we open up and goku has finished beating the shit out of birder and uh raccoon hamburger hamburger <laughs> and, and he's no. like doing his some classic goku shit where he's like you guys should see a doctor. Okay, done working on this project. And Vegeta's like, no, you should kill them. And he's like, no, um, I'm not going to do that. And Jace is so upset. He's like, he's beating them to a pulp and he runs away. Yeah, Goku's whole vibe for this has a real like substitute or like teacher come back after the fun sub has been there. Yeah. You know, we do not finish off our opponents here. We let them languish on the ground so they can come back and get us later. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it it was really annoying. So Jace takes off and he's like, oh, man, he's ditching his friends. I'm like, what? What are you not paying attention to with this? Uh, Vegeta then gets really pissed off and he, uh, you know, goes over the burner and blasts him to death. And uh, Goku goes, what's wrong with you? Why they can't defend themselves? I'm like, did you forget how this guy like genocides planets for a living? Right. They Remember how you, uh, you could have killed Vegeta with a samurai sword, but then you didn't. <laughs> this is a great reason why you should have done that. <laughs> um. And not only does he blast Raccoon or whatever, uh, Vegeta flies 100 feet in the air and then lands with his knee on Birder's neck. <laughs> it was sick. Oh, no. it's, it's almost gross. <laughs> uh, and then Nancy Pelosi does it in the fucking... Co- to commemorate it. I'm making a joke about George Floyd. Let's cut it out of the show. I see. <laughs> okay. We'll be cutting that out. Oh my god, Jake. Say what? something about it's anime. T- <laughs> knees on his neck. It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, 
Gotta be stopped. It's a statement. They're making a statement. This is a good podcast. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Vegeta is very pissed and he's like, you make me sick. You could have killed him. You're soft as shit. I can't believe you. I thought you were a Super Saiyan. It's actually you're whack as fuck. And Goku's like, Super Saiyan? And Vegeta's like, Frieza is going to kill your ass. You're not even ready for Frieza. You suck so hard, and you're totally fucked. And he goes, but I'm Goku. I'm so strong. And he's like, sure, sure. Fight me. Mm-hmm. I am Krillin- not whack. <laughs> I am not whack. Krillin goes, I'm doing oh, a B-boy stance. <laughs> Krillin goes, oh, come on. You must be exaggerating. And it's like, where have any of you been? <laughs> Yeah, go. Uh, Krillin has a great line he pulls on Goku this episode where he goes, hey, who are you and what happened to Goku knowing full well this is Goku the whole time? Yeah. Uh, That's kind of Vegeta tells Krillin, basically, shut up, bitch boy, when uh, the best we can hope for is that we just don't even run into Frieza at this party, okay? Because when she sees us, she's going to read us to death. So mm. we just need mm. to stay on our side by the snacks. And uh, Krillin then lets it drop. He's like, well, he couldn't have summoned Shenron because the sky didn't get black. He must not know the password. And Vegeta's like, what the fuck? Passwords? There's too many new elements being introduced. Yeah, he says, oh, what the f- <laughs> He goes, what the fuck is a Shenron? This is what I'm saying. So much of this episode's like... <coughs> You're telling me there's a dragon in the balls? Z? Yes. <laughs> Katie's just choking on nothing, as far as I can tell, on the other end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do, like, a captcha when you do the dragon balls to make sure that you're not a robot? Yeah, you have to click <laughs> all the panels with the you dragon know, in them. Sh- all right, Shenron, peace and carrots. It's like, show me which one of these pictures have a bust in them. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Shenron, uh, you got to be more specific because like, the bus wheels in this one, but I, you know, it won't let yeah. me click on it. I'll reload the frames. Now it's motorcycles. That's a Vespa. <laughs> culturally doesn't make sense anyway so they find out you need a password they explain what shenron is that's what i'm saying so much fucking talking this episode talk, talk so talk. they're like let's okay well that means frieza hasn't made his little wish so we can still get those balls back and vegeta is just like password he's very upset about that yeah vegeta's very upset about the nuances of summoning the dragon goku Again, we do not fully understand what happened to him on this ship that completely warps his personality from leaving Earth and arriving on Namek. But he refuses to believe that anyone in the universe could be stronger than him this episode. I really think he has like radiation poisoning or something. He got space radiation and it made it so he'll he'll never bust again. Because his personality is so insufferable compared to what it was before he got on the spaceship like truly this is where it happened was the spaceship yeah we didn't consider that like it's a long time alone and maybe he just listened to a lot of podcasts he shouldn't have been listening to 
Yeah, he got radicalized on the ship. Yeah, he got yeah, into he 4chan when he was on the <laughs> ship. I think and more just... On Namek, and everyone looks like the goddamn Pepe frog, and he's like, I gotta do something about this. <laughs> it's I a think... planet full of normies. Yeah, he got radicalized. I also think, like... Yeah, I just think his brain broke, like his ego leaked out or something. Some, like, radical psychic journey... Uh, like whatever happened to him it made him physically much stronger so i think it's for the best um good luck fighting frieza uh villain at this point we have not seen leave his chair so we cut to the frieza fortress where ginyu is yelling at jace he's like what do you mean all the homies got killed that's impossible and he's all like the homies yeah, and Jace is like, yes, they all have all been killed. I can't do an Australian accent, but imagine I am, and it's, like, so good, you guys. You uh, Eight, they've all been killed. Thank you, Jacob. I uh, know. <laughs> all me friends. I'm Jace. <laughs> all the body shrimps. That's he- not a dragon ball. This is a dragon ball. And he's like, we gotta tell Frieza and Kinyu's like absolutely not he will murder us no I'm gonna take care of it uh, personally so he tells the remaining Frieza force goons to bury the dragon balls in the ground and Chase is like yes no one will find them there it's not as if someone has a radar for them uh, you would find them in the grain this uh, this actually was an excellent uh, expose into what it's like to work at the Frieza Force. It and really if is. This, if this came out now, there would be like a tell-all article about the toxic workplace that Frieza well, abetted. Especially because oh. right after that, then uh, Captain Ginyu and Jace do their poses and all the staff do a very sad clap for them. Which you yeah. can tell like... There's been a memo, like, when they do the poses, you have to clap. Like, someone <laughs> has been fired for not clapping before. Yeah. Fired being executed by a beam to, to your head. <laughs> uh, they were supposed re- to be imagining the inverse of this, which is Ellen DeGeneres doing the Ginyu Force poses. <laughs> right? And then her staff, like, uh, you know. You know what? 100%, because I could see her being like, I guess no one here appreciates showmanship or dental insurance. Yeah. <laughs> and every day she starts the day by doing a silly dance and going, Ellen! <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Bulma is pissed that Goku isn't here yet. Because he must not be here, because if he was here, he would rescue me. Bulma. End of Bulma. Meanwhile, Fact. Krillin is just pontificating if only we could get those dragon balls back and goku's like we need the balls and then for to wish our dead friends back and vegeta's like hear me out your friends are gonna die anyway so let's just skip that part and wish me to have eternal life what do you think about that vegeta subtly working in the why don't we give me the wish for immortal life idea again and everyone's like we already (laughs) tabled that vegeta (laughs) remember when we thought that was a bad idea before because of everything about you and the way you act (laughs) Uh uh-oh captain ginyu's on his way and i sense his energy uh that that's uh that's what's happened jace is here with his boss father 
and I don't care how strong you are, Captain Ginyu. I'm going to fuck you up, screams Goku. Uh, oh, Vegeta is also upset because he cannot sense Frieza's energy. God, there's like so much like bullshit Dragon Ball speak in this this like chunk oh, right here. He's yeah. like, where's Frieza? I don't sense him. And then Goku's like, hmm, I sense him uh, in the distance. Let's not show an animation of it. But just so you know, <laughs> he's over there. Oh, no, yeah. says Krillin. Uh, what if he's going to see the elder Numekian? Another thing we're not going to show on camera to remind people what it is. Uh, oh, no, Frieza doesn't know. If he kills him, the Dragon Balls won't do anything at all. Let's say this out loud to the genocidal maniac. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's just think this through out loud right now. Let's just get through it. Forget it's, just, it's a TV show for five minutes, and let's just figure out what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Speak out loud, even though we established that Goku can read minds. <laughs> Anything goes in a brainstorm. Maybe we make Vegeta immortal. No, not that. <laughs> I, I would bring up again the thing about me being immortal. <laughs> Does anyone want to? <laughs> so weird. He's trying to like poke it in. <laughs> uh, Frieza. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Jace is like. Can you believe this guy killed all our friends and he's so weak? And Ginyu's like, you're a bitch. You keep relying on your cell phone. Uh, I can tell that he's strong naturally because I'm like a warrior and he's a warrior. Isn't that yeah. cool? And that I get cool. to show him my true power and that makes me excited. So uh, The way he says it too is very dismissive. He's like, anybody would know he's actually really strong. As long as they weren't a fucking idiot. Right. And then they do another annoying thing where Goku says this plan out loud where he turns to Krillin and Gohan. And he's like, okay, guys, you two go to Bulma, who has a Dragon Ball scouter. She's by herself. And then you guys go get the Dragon Balls. Me and Jeets will beat up these guys. And it's like, great. Glad you said that out loud. See you this later. This lead to the best part of the episode there. Right. And I will say yeah. this was amazing. Where Goku turns to Vegeta and he goes, all right, you take the one on the left, I'll take the one on the right. You've recovered from near death a few times. So you're more powerful than ever. Let's go. And then Vegeta looks at him and goes, psych, and flies away. <laughs> Absolute vicious move. He does Meg the thing when you're like you're like next to your friend and you're like, all right, on the count of three, let's jump in the pool, and then you don't jump, and your friend jumps in the pool. But he does. I was victim to that so many times. I do not think it is funny to do to Goku or to do to anyone. Alex, you have the energy that that must be so easy. When you say you're going in a pool, it is a pact. And it cannot be broken with lies. <laughs> Alex is the kind of guy where you're like, hey, we're all going to play Edward Forty Hands tonight. And he's like, hell yeah, take me up. And then we're all like, actually, none of us are going to play. And he's like, well, I'm already taped up. <laughs> gluck, gluck. Yeah, that one wouldn't be such a punishment for me. That would be like, oh, no, they lied <laughs> again. I have to drink these 40s. <laughs> Anyway, Vegeta yells psych and literally abandons Goku, which is like, yeah, of course he did that. He's a genocidal maniac. And uh, Ginyu yells, you're wide open. He elbows Goku in the face. They do some kicky punches. They're fighting. Ginyu dives under the ground and he jumps up. Goku punches him down. They are, they are, dang, they're fighting, guys. Dang. 
<laughs> Did, yeah. Does Vegeta ever say where he's going? Or? Yes. Uh, so after, you know, Ginyu is like, wow, if Vegeta didn't bail, you'd, you'd probably win. Uh, and then they cut to Vegeta where he's like, he says this whole plan out loud to no one. He's like, just so I can work this out out loud, because I learned this skill from Goku earlier, uh, Kakarot and Ginyu are evenly matched, so they'll kill each other. I'll beat the password out of Krillin, because he's a bitch, and I'll steal their dragon radar, and then I'll kill Frieza. Pretty nifty plan. I'm Vegeta. Beep, beep. Beep, like, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a pretty good plan. You got to hand it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like when you give the Nazis backhanded compliments, but you really don't have to. It is true that Vegeta is the only one that thinks anything through. <laughs> like, and that's very admirable about him. I wish he hadn't killed all those children a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> apples and oranges, baby. Apples and oranges. Genocide and, and good planning. Uh, so, meanwhile, more kicky punchies. They're fighting. And then Ginyu strikes his... He's like, behold, my legendary fighting pose. And then Goku does it too. And he's like, oh, how, how can you do my pose? And Goku is like, D- poses are dumb. And he's like, how dare you? you make fun of my pose? I'm like, wow, this is really something. Uh, Who is Goku to make fun of a pose? I could not believe that. <laughs> yeah, uh, pot kettle much. You're the one wearing an orange gi. You're the one in a kettle pose, mine I pot. I don't think he was really making fun of it. I think he was probably enjoying himself doing the pose with the the guy who was fighting. Right. Because he doesn't, he doesn't he's like do a that. Old, He's like a Labrador or a Golden Retriever or something. He doesn't even want to seem to understand that he's fighting sometimes when he's like covered in blood and he's like, well, oh, it's a good time. Do you ever, do you want to do this again? You know? You almost yeah. got me there, but you only hit the hospital. Yeah. So, uh, Jace, oh, I'm sorry. So yeah, Ginyu powers up to punish him and blasts the giant beam at Goku that's like a total nuke blast. It's a mushroom cloud. Meanwhile, Bulma complains. She fixes something, and she breaks it again. She's so mad, and she's over it, but she notices on the radar that someone has collected all the Dragon Balls, and she has decided that she's going to go get them themselves because if it's a bad guy, she'll just put them together and wish herself off the planet, thus abandoning her friends, which I must remind you, one of which is a five-year-old boy. Right. And then she has to dab on it. Yeah. So that's this is it. why she marries Vegeta. It's because she's, she's a heart a of coal. Yeah. yeah. She just gets on her motorcycle and is like, fuck that baby. Uh, I want to put everything in Christmas terms again, but heart of coal. <laughs> something, something, heart of coal. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Ginyu laughs at the crater he made. Of course, Goku is fine. He launches at him. They both fly. They're punching. They're, you know, they're so fast. But suddenly, Ginyu sneaks up behind Goku and has him in a hold. And Goku's like, this guy's too strong. I got to do KO Ken because I don't know how I'm going to beat him. But Jace is there, and he also blasts him. And that makes Ginyu so mad because he works alone, baby. So he lets Goku go to yell at Jace. And then he does the Dragon Ball thing where he's like, I can tell you're holding back. 
give me your mm-hmm. true power. And mm-hmm. Goku's like, okie dokie, but first put on your scouter because I want to show you something cool. And he- <laughs> Again, I've completely forgotten we're in a fight to the death. Yeah. I just want to show you some cool stuff. He powers up. And Captain Ginyu can't believe it. First, it's 85,000, then it's 95. Oh, how can his power be so high? It keeps getting higher and higher. It's impossible. What is he? And then the announcer comes on and he's like, Goku sure is showing off. Is he going to fight Ginyu? Check it out next week, Dragon Ball Z. I'm three weeks end. from retirement. <laughs> I've lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask the room real quick. Did you guys remember that Captain Ginyu was strong? Yeah. All I remember is the body swap. I was going to say, I was waiting for that to happen, but then it occurred to me that Dragon Ball Z is like, you know, an entire episode is devoted to build up before something like that happens. Like episodes within a battle are shit like that being revealed. So I was like, oh, in the next episode, he's going to body swap, right? Yeah. Next episode will be the body swap. I'm actually glad that this episode didn't have it because the one before this, Jake, uh, had Goku beat Raccoon and Birder and Jace and it felt like everything was moving too fast and now we're slowing down and doing bad anime tropes which yeah. is why we're here because I like the Ginyu squad that shit's fun let's spend some time with them with the yeah. homies I think that the the first few even in the unedited I remember them getting killed really quick and then the big Irish guy is like a whole thing and then Ginyu is like a whole thing. Those are like the two main fights that get dragged out dramatically. Oh, so Rakum is Irish to you, you're saying? I was thinking about it today and I was like, he's like non-monster Shrek. Like he's like the human that Shrek (laughs) is making fun of, like a big (laughs) big Scottish guy or something. Get out of my swamp! <laughs> yeah. So should we rate the episode and then read an email? Friends? Well, Katie, that's a really interesting idea. Let's try it. Let's try uh, it. Out of seven Dragon Balls, let's start with you. Katie Rose Leon, what are you giving episode 32 of Dragon Ball Z Kai? There was some good fighting, but there was also just a lot of standing around and saying stuff out loud to each other. So I'm just going to give it a solid four out of seven. Yeah. This one's here to move the plot along a little yeah, bit. Jake, what do you sure. think out of seven? Out of seven Dragon Balls, uh, I wish I, I could remember the thing you said earlier where you're like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'll never do that. That joke's ruined now. I'll go six Dragon Balls. <laughs> it's good, but nothing is perfect in life. Ah, it is good, but nothing is perfect in life. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I would give this one... The show has just been so good lately. I'm a little bit spoiled. I'm going to give this one like a five. All the Captain Ginyu fighting was very cool. And I forgot that he is such a powerful warrior. And so Mm. I liked that. But it was jammed full of bullshit. And so I cannot give it a perfect score. But overall, (laughs) good Dragon Ball Z episode. I think these are fair fair, uh, ratings. And nobody said seven, which I appreciate as I am editing both episodes this week. (laughs) Email! Do it! Play the music. It's time for Dragon Ball. Give me some of that Dragon Ball. 
All right. In this week's Balling Out Super email section that we're trying to do more often, uh, we have an email from LimeBot. Oh. Says, all right, here, here it is. I guess this is specifically for Katie. It's called Katie's Wish. Okay. <laughs> it says, Katie mentioned using Wish to buy stuff and talked about it being questionable, in yeah. quotes. I was wondering if she could go into what that meant and if she could tell the pod what she likes to purchase. I've recently been browsing. I would like to know if there are some things I should keep in mind before shopping. Oh, my. And then there's a PS here. Also, Katie can shout out her referral code so she and others can get sales. Mine is CGJQHTMX. Feels weird doing this on a leftist podcast. Is it weird? Probably weird. Thanks for writing in, LimeBot. <laughs> I feel like LimeBot was sent from Wish.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wish.com is shady because it's a very fishable website. Uh, fucking uh, credit cards get stolen off of there all the time. And what it basically is, it's like when you order stuff from like, an Amazon, right? You are buying a product that someone's selling, but what this is, is you're buying directly from the people who made it. A lot of it's like B grades. So like, if you see any figures on there that are like, like Banpresta or something, they're the ones that couldn't be sold at full price in America. It's like shit like that. It's all mm. incredibly sketchy. Um, yeah, I've had like wonderful Ginyu force figures that are full of radiation or something. I did buy Ginyu Force figures off of Wish.com, and uh, Jace and uh, I think Birder were, like, highly deformed. <laughs> oh, no. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, weird, just, like, Chinese knockoff stuff. And I don't mean that in a racist way. I mean that literally. Like, it's literally from in- China and is knockoff stuff. <laughs> like, it's... Right. Uh, it's good for like if you want certain types of art supplies for very very cheap like glitters or things like that but beyond that I don't super suggest it. <laughs> Katie, I believe the question was what purchases do you purchase? What purchases do I purchase? Are they sponsoring us? Like I don't understand what's My happening. My interpretation of this email was like, "What's some stuff Katie wants so I can buy it for her?" Here's the it code. Sounded like. It sounded like a reply guy. Like, yeah, I'm not buying. If you want to buy me stuff, do not buy me stuff from Wish.com. I got my own on. dollar store. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can afford the dollar store. Oh, you heard what <laughs> Katie likes to buy on the internet. Get her like a fucking deformed black Bart Simpson T-shirt or something that doesn't look right because it's copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah I would get, like that actually. <laughs> get her a Piccolo Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Give All me of a- the Dragon Ball Simpson mashups. Katie's gotta have them. No, I would. I would take like a Goku with weed shirt. I would take that. Oh, I would, would take you? any anime characters with a nug of weed. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do the podcast and have matching Goku weed shirts. You're saying yes, yes, <laughs> Alex. Finally, I my am. dreams. I would love to have a matching Goku weed shirt with you. Much better than your stupid bucket hat idea. Come on, come on. You know yeah. Andrew's. Andrews pulled off the bucket head. We're all pro bucket head now. Yeah, but Andrews has that weird, like, he looks like a European, so, you know, 
he pulls off stuff because you're like, maybe he's not from here. That he email like was so personal. An anthropological experiment on like Washington, D.C. or Bushwick or something when he wears a bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this is it's the weirdest science. email. Something about it really disturbs me. I really feel like this was sent from Wish.com. <laughs> like, well, it just feels like it was a personal email that we read out loud on a radio show is what it feels like. But yeah, alas, we are out of time. Yeah. It sounds well, like a junk email. Like, dear uh, podcast, uh, it's like the full <laughs> name of it, all caps and everything. I, I love you. Prince from Nigeria. Do you... <laughs> You know? Yeah, but if you want to use my Prince code. Yeah. But uh, every once in a while, you can get something okay on there. But yeah, it's mostly garbage trash. That's what it is. All right. Katie, out of seven Dragon Balls, what do you give Wish.com? Give it a solid three out of seven. Uh, Let's do plugs. Plugs for all that stuff we have going on. Thanks for coming back and hosting the show like you do every week. What would you like to plug? My sh- uh, yeah, this show, which I do every week. I'm the host of the show. Uh, I'm also on Moon Tower. Um, <laughs> Guys, go to I, Moon Tower. Yeah, go to Moon Tower. I'm on it. No other explanation necessary. Uh, <laughs> you know, Alex do a politics show called Pod Damn America, and I also do a show called Why You Mad that's about art, history, and comedy and bullshit. And uh, and buy me stuff on wish.com. I would like some free stuff. Yeah, send Jake stuff. I'm going to make yeah, a wish. part of the show list. now is you guys send us stuff. Mm. We're going to do that Knives, preferably. And <laughs> at feral jokes on everything. That's it. You know yes, that. Yes, good. Okay. All right. Katie? You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose on Instagram at oh, hello, Katie Rose. Please watch the show I produce for money if you like metal. It's called Last Words, and it's for The Pit, which is a much better website now that we've hired writers. <laughs> we, right. I, don't wor- I don't work for The Pit. Uh, this week is going to be a real bummer conversation about how Marilyn Manson's a bad man. <laughs> Tune in! <laughs> you hate to see it. Um, <laughs> all right. I think you can follow me online at Patak jokes on twitter.com and in general um you can just treat others the way you want to be treated yeah i would like to plug woodstock 99 again i (laughs) right that when (laughs) marilyn manson was trying to suck his own dick he took out his heart that's why he's a bad wow. oh. That's a good point. That's a good point, Jake. That's a whole Suck your own dick, lose your heart. Yeah. <laughs> At that Suck classic my phrase. dick into pieces. This <laughs> is my last heart. <laughs> Suffocation. No <laughs> 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 All right. That's that it good. for this week. Join us next week. Super. 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 That's another one in the book.